Hello and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. I tuned in for the first time in years to watch the Oscars on Sunday night. TV ratings indicate <laughs> that I was among millions to do so. I gather most people just wanted to see how host comedian Jimmy Kimmel would mock the slap heard around the world. But that struck me as anticlimactic. After all, just days before, no less a person than Chris Rock himself sapped what little suspense and humor remained in that scandal. He did so during an unprecedented live stand-up comedy special on Netflix titled Selective Outrage. Here is just one of the eviscerating and emasculating jokes Rock landed in what seemed like a stream of consciousness. I rooted for Will Smith my whole life, but the other day I watched Emancipation just so I could see him getting whipped. <laughs> of course, I cannot do justice to any of his jokes. But the point is that I knew there was no way Kimmel could tell better jokes about this slap during the Oscars than Rock did during his special. And Kimmel proved me right. This is why I tuned into the Oscars, primarily to watch how a simmering racial feud would play out. And no, it was not the white-black one for Best Supporting Actress between Jamie Lee Curtis for her role in Everything Everywhere All at Once and Angela Bassett for hers in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. For what it's worth, though, I not only predicted Curtis would win, but as soon as she did, I commented at the New York Times that her movie would end up winning everything. And so it did, including Best Picture. In any case, the feud I wanted to watch play out was the white Asian one for Best Actress between Kate Blanchett for her role in Tar and Michelle Yeoh for hers in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. As it happened, though, I only became aware it was simmering when I read a March 9 story in the Los Angeles Times under the headline, Michelle Yeoh deletes post some saw as a slam on fellow Oscar nominee Kate Blanchett. Meow! <laughs> But suffice it to know that Yeo only said she hoped the Academy would show due appreciation for the diversity her nomination represented by making her the first Asian to win an Oscar for Best Actress. Her unassailable reasoning was that Blanchett herself had already won two Oscars. Moreover, that it would be a racial travesty if Blanchett became just like every other white woman who has won this award every year 
since the Academy's inception in 1929. Well, that is, with the one notable exception of Halle Berry, who the Academy made the first black to win an Oscar for Best Actress in 2002. In fact, the celebrated professor, Dr. Cornell West, previewed Yeo's plea in the two-word title to his 1993 treatise on race, namely, Race Matters. She was merely adapting his argument to say, Representation Matters. Of course, most whites can't relate because they have been the dominant race throughout most of human history. In any event, that comment I published at the New York Times telegraphed who I was rooting for. So I was very pleased indeed when, what seemed like hours later, the presenter announced Yo as the winner. And, to be fair, even Blanchette seemed genuinely pleased. Which compels me to rebut the sore loser meme social media made of Bassett's expression when the presenter announced Curtis as the winner. Because, far from looking like a sore loser, she looked like a proud and dignified woman representing with grace and serenity the hundreds of black women who the Academy, for nearly one hundred years, has rendered mostly invisible. And race had everything to do with it. That said, apropos of memes, I'd be remiss not to comment on the one social media made of Hugh Grant's rude behaviour during his red cum champagne carpet interview with model Ashley Graham. Here is how CNN framed it. The interview for ABC's Countdown to the Oscars immediately got off to a painful start when Graham asked the movie veteran his favourite thing about attending the Academy Awards. The 62-year-old paused, before eventually replying, Well, it's fascinating. The whole of humanity is here. It's Vanity Fair. Trying her luck with another question, Graham asked Grant if he was excited by the prospect of any actors winning. He responded, No one in particular. Grant's blunt responses continued, despite Graham changing the focus to fashion by asking what he was wearing. Grant said, Adjust my suit. The whole interview went on like that for two cringing minutes. <laughs> Granted, he probably lost all interest at the outset when Graham mistook his literary allusion to the 1848 novel Vanity Fair by William Thackeray for a glitterati allusion to the annual Oscar party hosted by Vanity Fair. But now everyone knows the diffident English awkwardness which this snobbish SOB is so famous for is just a passive-aggressive form of intellectual bullying. 
not to mention that Grant betrayed his condescension when Camaris caught him giving his PR team an eye roll as their interview ended. Mind you, nothing was more endearingly American than Graham juxtaposing his eye roll with her big smile. Of course, Divine Brown exposed his awkward affectation infamously many years ago as a complete fraud. Yet, many people still find it charming, even when, as in this case, his behavior was simply rude. But I respectfully submit that walking the Oscars red carpet and acting snooty during interviews makes about as much sense as going to a nude beach and acting prudish when naked people walk by. But as I said, this was the first time in years I even bothered to watch the Oscars. Unsurprisingly, rubbernecking interest in the fallout from that slap resulted in a rise of 12% in the ratings from last year. But it still had the third lowest ratings in the show's history. And that speaks volumes. I have chronicled my disaffection with this show in many blog posts. Coincidentally, I used a snarky remark by no less a person than Chris Rock for the title to one of the first ones, namely, Only Gays and Women Watch the Oscars. <laughs> On February 17, 2005, and given the feud that compelled me to watch this year, I should also cite the post titled Ghost of Nightmares Past Hashtag Oscars So White Again on January 1, 2020. But I summed up my disaffection in the podcast episode, dissing the Grammys and other award shows on March 20, 2021. Even so, with respect to the Oscars in particular, let's just say I have little regard for preening pampered posers showing off their borrowed frocks and bling-bling as a prelude to a friggin' four-hour show, only six minutes of which anyone really cares about. Those, of course, are the few minutes it takes to present Oscars for Best Actor and Actress, Best Supporting Actor and Actress, Best Director, and Best Picture. And, as Jimmy Kimmel proved on Sunday night, the host comedians do little to relieve the boredom that sets in, as we all watch as captives between these commercially spread out minutes. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries, often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com.
www.sbsenglish.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.